Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. Hey, what's going on? It's Justin Sarachik, editor of Rapzilla.com, and you are watching MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports, y'all. I'm geeked, blessed, overjoyed to be joined today by the UNLV leading rusher, all-time leading rusher, Charles Williams. We have him here. I've heard people call him the Chuck Wagon. Man, listen, when this dude gets the ball, he is going down the field. And I love watching him on film. I'm so happy to get into this interview. We're going to play, you know, just a little bit of our theme music. Y'all know how we do. And then right after that, we'll get into this interview with the one and only Mr. Charles Williams. Man, how you doing today, sir? Pretty good. Just got done working out. Uh, just relaxing now. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. Bring yo, bring us into the workout, man. What the workout look like today? Uh, you know, we just first we do our little warm up and everything like that. Then we get into like some abs. And then like today we did squats. We really worked on like power and uh, being explosive today, in my opinion. And then we were like jumping over the hurdles and stuff like that, and uh, doing like you know med ball slams. Uh, honestly, uh, mm. today it was pretty. It was pretty good. And then we ended it off with like a little reaction with like change of direction and everything. Yo, who are you working out with nowadays? Because you know every every athlete either hires a company to work with, right, or they got a friend or family. Like, who are you working out with? Uh, JLT uh, Performance down over there on Hollywood. Uh, it's pretty nice. Uh, honestly, I love the environment. Uh, the people that come through, you know, you got your vets, uh, people in the NFL, you got uh, rookies, uh, you got people like in the CFL just trying to, you know, get better and everything like that. And there's always a good vibe and energy with Jamal and the kill. And uh, Ed, they always, you know, come through and make sure, you know, we're pre- pre- prepared and everything for the workout and, you know, everything that, it's set up. We don't have to worry about, uh, you know, wasting time. It's all about business. Yo, you said Jamal and the kid. Who, who are these? Who are these individuals? Uh, so Jamal, he's the, I believe, the owner or you know, the founder of the whole entire thing. And then kills his like right hand man. And then Ed is you know kind of uh, right there with them. So uh, I appreciate them. You know, they always help us out and stuff like that. And. They always, uh, you know, communicate uh, precisely. Everything is good. Like, we just there to get work. That's all you got to worry about when you get there. And you also got, like, treatment and stuff there. And then you got, uh, like, you know, massage guns and uh, rollers and stuff like that. Everything that you think of is provided, even a jug machine outside. So mm. it's a really good uh, a really good gym. And uh, many people need to check it out. Man, okay, so – I famously DK Metcalf, right, came on yeah. and talked about he didn't come on here, you know, but he yeah, but he went on and talked about his normal day regimen eating wise, right? Like what he's yeah. eating, what he's using to fuel his body. He talked about having three bags of candy, which is like crazy to me with those abs that he has. Yo, yeah. what what's the deal with you eating wise? Like are are you on a special diet or anything? I'm heading into the draft. Uh, I was on a special diet during my pro day training, but like now I can eat whatever I really want. I'm still smart, you know, from time to time I might have like, you know, something like a cheat meal or something like that. But honestly, it's like, like little stuff. Like I'll just have like some sandwiches and stuff like that with some chips, something light. And then like from, from that, like, uh, like some smoothies and stuff like that. And, uh, honestly for dinners, whatever, you know, I think of or what I want at the moment. So, yeah. 
Cool, man. I see that train is different, bro. We'll talk about that four four nine you ran. Um, at, you know, what I mean, that's we got to talk about that for sure. But okay, yeah. cool. Let's talk about last year, right? Twelve hundred and sixty one yards rushing, fifteen touchdowns, right? Um, rushing wise, right? Um, and just like improvement in in your catching game, right? And like highest totals that you've ever had in receiving yards. I want to know how did you right deal with last season because while you're doing well statistically the team's kind of going through some stuff right a two and ten finish for you how was that you know um i'm going through last season how'd you keep yourself motivated um it's very frustrating to be honest because all those Mm -hmm. stats uh tend to get overlooked because of the record so you know it'll be games where i go for 200 and we lose it's like uh, it was like i just went out there and ran for nothing really (laughs) so you know, going through practice and everything throughout the week, it makes you prepare and take things seriously because it's literally like three to four plays that changes the whole entire game. And people tend to think, oh, you got this possession, like we can just get them the next drive. Like, no, like those plays end up biting you. And it, it is, it's just hard to come back in like college football sometimes if you don't have the team or the depth that, you know, other teams have. So. This year, you know, I did everything I was supposed to do, yes, but I felt like I could do a lot more. And I even said that after uh, going for 200 against Utah State, I was like, I feel like I could do a lot more. And uh, it's always going to be that type of eager and hunger in me that, like, it's more to be done on the field. Like, you can do a lot more. Uh, You haven't really even scratched the surface yet. So this year, I just worked on my game a lot in the offseason and showed on the field and I just felt like the game where it really showed the most was the Fresno State game because I was doing everything in the air and on the ground. And the team was just not able to figure out what I was going to do next. So, uh, you know, we bat- we battled a lot of adversity. adversity that game, too. Uh, our starting quarterback got hurt, and then the backup came in. He's a freshman from Hawaii, and he's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to make his life easier. So. Honestly, uh, it was a lot of up and downs this year. We didn't have a consistent team. Like, everybody wasn't there or healthy. It was kind of like – it was not as bad as the COVID year, but it was kind of similar. Like, we was missing a lot of key pieces at the wrong time. Mm. Man, you you have a game. You mentioned Hawaii, right? Um, mm-hmm. Man, you have a game against Hawaii. What, 266 yards, three touchdowns on 38 carries? Man, on mm-hmm. a day like that, when it's clicking and you got it going, what, what what does that day feel like, man? Does it feel like I can do almost anything when I touch this ball, or, or what is it? It's really setting up the old line and make their job easier, and then uh, reading their blocks, and they did a great job. Uh, honestly, I was just trying to make their lives easier because you know, as an old lineman, you want to get off the field as fast as you can. Uh, so I always tell my boys, just set up a hole, and I'm gonna find a crease, and I'm gonna go through it. And I uh, I felt like that game was. Like all phases was just showing us special teams, defense, offense. We all we finally showed up after our first win back in New Mexico, and it was good to have consecutive wins. So Hawaii, uh, they you know kind of in the way and stuff, and they had you know implications to go into a bowl game. We were like, we're not going to a bowl game, so all we can do now is like try to run people's season, and that's what we went out and did. <laughs> Yo, is that a conscious decision? Like when you kind of see, oh man, wait, we're not going to a bowl game, but you might be, but we're gonna stop that. Like, is that a is that a real thing? It's it's really like something to play for. You can say it's like our Super Bowl or anything like that, but at the end of the day, like the university needs wins. We can't go 0 and 12. That's embarrassing. Mm. Like, that's embarrassing. 
I hear that, man. You you had another game against Eastern Washington where you went crazy too, right? 177 yards, two touchdowns. Man, those type of days are are, are remarkable. Are, on those days, do you feel like, man, you know what? Um, man, I, I, I picked the right place. I feel like I'm in a good space. Um, to be honest, like the Eastern Washington game wasn't really my best game in my opinion because I was dealing with some hamstring tightness mm. and I was just playing through it. And honestly, I didn't expect to get the ball that many times. I thought we were going to, you know, get the job done and I was going to be able to rest. But we ended up losing in overtime because, like I said, three to four plays, we had to help the defense out. We can't be having them on the field more than, than we are. And they had played their butts off the whole entire game and, you know, they got tired and I can't even be mad at them because we didn't do enough as an offense. And uh, I just felt like that game right there was either going to be, it was going to be either a dogfight or it was going to be a blowout. And it ended up being a dogfight and we didn't win. So just those type of games, I always tell my young dudes, like, take every game serious. You never know. Mm. Okay. I need to know, how'd you find your way to UNLV? Right, like, how'd you make the decision? Hey, this is where I want to be. So uh, I started off doing seven on seven my junior year, and our, our coach uh, Tony Perry. Am I still here? Yes, sir. Okay, my uh, coach Tony Perry. Uh, rest in peace to him. Uh, he he helped get a lot of kids out of Fresno, California, and uh, I just felt like working with him, I got a lot better. And it wasn't even like physically; it was more like mentally, and I learned how to like had a dog mentality all the time and stuff like that. So um, he was like, you know, the guy that helped get everybody out. And he knew a lot of people. He had connections. So I had the offers to Wazoo, uh, Idaho, Eastern Washington, Wyoming, and uh, UTEP. I just felt UNLV was the best uh, school because they had a plan for me to play running back. Everybody else had me as an athlete. And uh, they made me feel like Las Vegas could be a home that uh, – wasn't too far away from Fresno and I could just start a new life there. Yo, so okay, cool. Now, not only do you go there, but you leave there as the all-time leading rusher, right? I know it was something that you had your eye on going into your senior season. Before that summer, you talked about how much you know effort and work you put in, but you earned that title, right? Now at the end of it, when you finally earned the title when you knew it was yours, what was that feeling like? Let's add more yards to it. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I knew I was going to break the record eventually just off that Utah State game. Mm. I wasn't too worried about it. I was trying to get wins. That's all I really care about is winning. The stats going to come if you play hard and you play the game and you treat the game right. And uh, I just felt like when I broke the record, it was it was cool and all, but the win was more thrilling than the than the uh, than the record. And I knew I could have did a lot more to, like, add, like, not just the all-time leading rusher. After that, I was like, let's go try to grab a Mountain West one, even though it was 2,000 yards away. That's just motivation. <laughs> cool. All right, yo, so, hey, big thing, man, you're heading into the draft, and the NFL draft is right around the corner. Um, You just recently, at your pro day, ran 4-4-9, man, in the 40. I want to know, after that, after that day, right, after that great pro day for you, what were you hearing from NFL scouts? Uh, so Broncos told me uh, right after the uh, pro day ended, you know, I looked good. I did well on all my drills and everything. Showed my speed off and, you know, stay in touch. And 
they he was uh this guy was like i hope you're uh still on the board when we need to draft you i was like don't get me early then and then uh <laughs> but uh there's a lot of things have heated up lately uh, a lot of teams have been calling and uh, i'm just i'm happy to be in this position because about three years ago i didn't think i was gonna make it this far because you know the seasons i was having and everything yeah i just wanted to make my family proud so i just started putting my head down and going to work even harder and doing all the little things that matter and i just want to keep making my family proud especially my daughter oh wow okay so after after the 2019 season right um you had a really good season in 2019 um very similar right 1257 yards right 11 rushing touchdowns that season um after that 2019 season everything's kind of looking up but then covid happened right Mm -hmm. and so many complications occurred Uh, and then you know it it was like okay man i need to get back to that was that a part of it was that covid season a part of it was like injury stuff like that is that a part of where you said man i was kind of feeling down because with the covid thing i'll give you an example one week we uh, played colorado state we were preparing all week and boom it's like a just a big wipeout of covid just took everybody out on our team so now we're just going into a bye week basically mm-hmm. like it throws everything off like COVID really threw everything off it like gave people opportunity to come back and everything but it's this draft class is so big because of the COVID like, the last year so just being in this draft process is amazing because if i get selected or if a team even gives me a shot i'm grateful because this draft class is so big and there's so many prospects to be chosen and if a, a team really wants me I'm I'm just, you know, all glory to God because he's looking out for me. And, uh, I just know I've done what I'm supposed to do to get here. Amen, bro. Um, You got a chance to go to the Hula Bowl. I want to know what was that experience like, right? You did well there. You had a big, long run as well, man, and showed yeah. off your speed there a little bit too. What, what was that experience like for you? Honestly, with the Hula Bowl, it was great because I got to meet people all through, like, the whole entire uh, – the nation well not nation but uh through the schools that like power five like i never thought i'd be playing with somebody from north carolina or playing against somebody from north carolina because you know UNLV doesn't schedule that for us sometimes uh florida state stuff like like teams like that it was just great being around those type of dudes and then uh they treated us with hospitality all week and made sure we were good and then we got to go to disney world and stuff like that just making those connections and then networking and you know those bonds that we all look back on and, and say you know we got to live a little bit too it was business but we got to live a little bit too and then this showing out in front of this house was an amazing feeling too were you able to bring your family with you for them to enjoy that as well nah but they got to watch on tv and stuff so they were cheering me on from a distance cool okay i, I want to know about your nfl comparison right when when mm-hmm. when you're kind of looking at your game, you're looking ahead a little bit because I know you're seeing the next level, and I know you're seeing guys at the next level. And as you watch them, whose game is very similar to yours, in your opinion? If it was right now, I'd probably say like Tony Pollard or Aaron Jones. Mm. Uh, back then, a mixture of AP and uh, Chris Johnson. Got you. So you're gonna all time. Chris Johnson, mm-hmm. AP, right? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I love that. So if if you're Chris Johnson, right, um, AP, I kind of looked at them. I'm like, I, I don't remember who gave them some issues. 
right? Like what type of linebackers gave them issues? But I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you, right? When you look across and you're are you're studying film on a particular linebacker, right? What type mm-hmm. of linebacker do you hate to see on film? I hate a linebacker that doesn't like contact because I don't feel like juking you because then I know the D-line's right behind me. Mm. But if I have to juke you, I will. But I really want to initiate contact with the linebacker to show him what type of what type of tempo I'm on. Like I want to show you how the game's gonna be. And I wanna be physical right with you. Mm. And I I want them to come at me crazy so it sets them up sets them up for whatever I wanna do next. Spin move, cut, juke. Mm. It's more like a chess game. I wanna play a chess game with you. I wanna juke you first. Then I'm gonna have you on your toes and then try to run you over. Or I'm gonna run you over first, then I'm gonna try to juke you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So if you if you're going up against a linebacker who doesn't like contact, right? But it's I guess a little bit more patient, use the speed mm-hmm. in in a game a little bit more, is that the type? Uh, honestly, I go back to the Marshawn Lynch there, just keep running in somebody's face, they're gonna get tired of it eventually. <laughs> so if he's not physical, that's 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 gonna help me out. But if he's patient, he's you know coached well and able to just be patient. Like you got to figure out what you got to do. It's all about angles too. Do every almost every running back um, I talk to from the West Coast, right? Almost every one of them mentions Marshawn Lynch. How much of a of a like of an impact did he have on the West Coast? So with, with Marshawn, it was just more like <laughs> he was just a great dude, like because he was being himself at all times. And he was going out there playing the game he loved, and he just kept playing it since he was like a kid. He's just going to be out there more physical, and he's going to find a way to wiggle around you. And then he also, like the thing with Marshawn, he's always giving back to his community, mm-hmm. and he's always teaching the young dudes and putting them on game. So you got to respect a dude like that because he's – trying to pave the way for other people. Wow. Okay. I was one, yo, I, I, I kept hearing it. Like no matter who I talk to, if you're running back, you're from the West coast at some point in our conversation, we're going to talk about Marshawn Lynch. Right. And I wanted to know what that was. I appreciate that. Okay. Now I want you to help us because most people won't ever be in your position, right? The guys who get a chance to play on scholarship, but the guys who get, get a chance to play um, at your level or do what you did. Right. They're elite uh-huh. athletes, straight up, right? And it's a small percentage of the people in the world. So I need a firsthand view of some stuff. So for you, I need to know firsthand, what is it like to walk into a packed stadium, right? Or even a semi-packed stadium and to see everybody getting ready to cheer you on, right, as you play football? When you run out that tunnel, it's just, you know, it's you and your brothers out there and all the stuff y'all did the week before. Go show the crowd. That's all you can do. And then the ones that is really that gets you like antsy or gets you anxious is the away games because everybody's booing you. So <laughs> just that thrill of running out the tunnel is the best part. Okay, cool. So give me the best linebacker you've ever played against. Probably Logan Wilson from Wyoming. What made him so special? Just patient, like you said, mm-hmm. smart, can cover in the pass game too, and he can make plays and get the ball, either fumbles or picks. 
Mm, okay, okay. Logan Wilson. All right, next question. Okay, the biggest hit you've ever taken, right? And I've watched the film. I don't see you take a lot of hits. But the biggest hit you've ever taken, and who was it from? Probably Central Michigan from a safety. I was a freshman, tiptoeing on the mm. sideline. Yeah, thought 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 it was sweet. Came and laid the boom on me, but I got right back up. Always get back up. Get up okay. fast. They don't they don't feel like they hit you hard enough. Ah, okay, okay, okay. What's the biggest hit you've ever delivered? Mm. Probably. Probably this year on the sideline for Fresno State, dude was talking mess, and you know you did something when the crowd say, ooh, at, the, <laughs> at their own house. Cool. <laughs> awesome, man. All right, cool. Best quarterback you've ever played against? Okay. Like you on the sideline, you looking and you like, I got Because I've, I've, I've seen Josh Rosen. I've seen Josh Allen. I've seen Jordan Love. Mm. <sighs> Who else was there? It was one more dude. 2019, who did we play? No, nah, no. Nah. It's probably Josh Allen. Josh really? Allen, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Josh Allen. Man, no one touching what Josh Allen did. 98 yards in two minutes. Touchdowns. <laughs> he just delivering a TD drive. I was like, as a freshman, we went to overtime three times. Mm. The 66 and 63. We ended up winning. But when I tell you, I was sitting there, man, and he's from the same area I'm from, basically. Mm. And I was just sitting there like, damn, man, like, can't do nothing. I don't play offense. <laughs> Yo, I, I hate to – I understand that feeling, right? You're kind of on the sideline. You're just kind of watching, right? Well, I semi mm-hmm. understand that feeling. But, yeah, you're kind of watching. You don't know what the defense can do, right? It seems like they can't do nothing, especially if you're going to get against a special talent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, give me a lesson that you've learned while being at while playing football at UNLV. You can win any game, not by putting your mind to it, but playing together. Everybody has to do they won eleven the whole entire game. Uh, I would say San Diego State about twenty eighteen. We weren't – we just lost, like, to somebody. Are we just – yeah, we just lost to somebody that we were supposed to beat. And we go in there, and it's at San Diego State uh, back when they were in the old Charger Stadium. And it was just a dog fight, big plays. But really, all three phases came in, and we upset at them. So that was a great feeling. God, okay. That was when they had – that's when they had uh, – no, no, they didn't have a shot penny that year. Never mind. Take that back. Okay. All right. Now, what's some advice you would give? I, I've talked to a lot of freshmen uh, running backs lately, right? And they're getting ready. Um, or Actually, no, I'm sorry. They're seniors. They're heading into their senior year, right? They're heading mm-hmm. into their senior year. Um, And then, or some are headed into their first year of college football. What's some advice? If you could sit down and talk to them, and I'm pr- pretty sure people are reaching out to you, right? Um, mm-hmm. But if you could sit down and talk to them, about their first year of college football, what advice would you give any freshman? Don't be afraid to compete. Um, you can take somebody's spot if you work hard and show the coaches that you're dedicated and you want to make an impact now. And then on, on top of that, 
you have to work on catching and, and blocking. That will get you on the field for sure. And you got to understand pass pro. Wow. So understanding pass pro. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when, when scouts are talking about your game or when you're kind of um, reading, let me ask you, I, I'm actually before we get into that, are you reading the clippings about your game? Like for instance, um, somebody may pull up a draft profile on Charles Williams. And if, do you read your own draft profiles? Are you paying attention to what people are saying out there? Yeah, but I don't really care what they have to say. Like if it's negative, I don't care what they have to say. If it's positive. Okay. That's okay. what I, I know I can do. I'm not being egotistical or nothing, but I just know there's room for improvement. You can't say that people really think Tom Brady is going to be this good. No. When he first got drafted, everybody was doubting him. But they probably had all the negatives on him and a little bit about the positives. But what you know you can do is what matters the most, and what you do on the field is what matters the most. So if you are having a hard time, like, ignoring the outside noise, just think about it. It's you. It's you. It starts with you. You control what they say. So you can always change the narrative in my opinion. Awesome. So so you are you're seeing it, but you're filtering it, right? So you're you're paying attention to the positives or you're at least looking at the positives because that's something you already know, right? But you're ignoring the negatives that don't fit with you. Not even ignoring them. It's just more like, okay, that's what you think. That's mm-hmm. your opinion. It's all opinionated sometimes. Or not. Uh, let me take that back. It's contradicting myself. It's mostly opinion opinionated. And people, you know, have strong opinions, biased opinions, or, you know, they have opinions where they think they have the right research. So um, I don't really get into it. Uh, they're just doing their job and can't be mad. So you got to just keep working hard. I love it. So it's draft day, man. I'm going to follow me real quick, okay? It's draft day. It's, you know, whatever around, right? And they call your name. What's your reaction? I don't know. Yeah, I just I know I'm gonna be happy though. I'm gonna be excited. I just I don't know. Okay, who's with you then? Who's with you? The fam, the whole entire fam. Okay, so the whole family's there. You get the call, and you don't know what that emotion is, but you know it's happy. Yeah, I I just hope I don't cry because <laughs> yeah, but it, I just know. The call is just the beginning. The, the job's not done. Awesome. It just started, matter of fact. It's not like I just got the call that I won the lottery. No, it's a call to come compete, come help us win, and come be an impact right away. Mm. I got it, man. Look, um, I'm going to say this, bro. I would feel like I won the lottery. <laughs> nah, but also, it's just more like you enjoy the moment. But you realize it's an opportunity, and many people don't get this opportunity, so don't take it for granted. Awesome. Okay, so you've made um, you've made some decisions on who you went to as a sports agency. Who are you with now? A player of a sports group. Uh, it's ran by T.J. Ward. He uh, played for the Broncos, and he just started his own agency and is up and running. And I feel like this first year has been real good. Awesome. What went into that decision? Why why'd you decide, hey, you know what? I wanna I wanna sign with player above. Uh he just gave me the opportunity 
that most people wouldn't. And that was, you know, being in the right location so I could be close to my family if anything mm-hmm. happened, but then also getting the right experience by being around the right people to help me get faster, stronger, and then be able to compete. And then just representation, I feel like he's going to be able to connect me with a lot of people and network me with a lot of people too. Awesome, man. I just talked to him um, about two days ago. I saw him. He looked like he's still in shape, man. Y'all get a chance to work out together yet? No, no. He don't want to work out with us. He'll leave him behind. (laughs) It's like that, man. Uh, I'll be be talking to him uh, during work. I'll be like, hop in. Come on. I ain't that bad. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yo, okay, because he's a former NFL player, right? Um, is is that do you feel that energy? Right? Like that yeah. is there energy with him that wouldn't be provided by somebody else? It's just more he's been through it and everything too. He's been through this process and he understands what's going on. And you want somebody that is walked a mile in your shoes. So I just I felt like it was the best decision in my opinion. I don't regret it at all. Awesome, man. Listen, I talked to him. He's a real cool dude, bro. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a good, you know, good move, man. Yo, so let's talk about this. I know right now that there's somebody who's listening to this or, or watching this and they're saying, man, I like that dude, man. Cool. He's a cool kid, man. Uh, cool guy. I like where he's going, man. I understand, you know, what he's doing. Love the fact that, you know, talked about his daughter and stuff like that. There's so much going on with him. I want to pray for him. I want to, you know, um, bring him before God. And we're a praying podcast here. So if somebody wanted to pray for you, man, what's the prayer request they can, you know, um, pray for for you? Just pray for, you know, not just me, but my family and their family and, just make sure our health is 100% and everybody stays healthy and just um, for us to stay away from any evil that would keep us from reaching our dreams or goals. That's about it. Amen, brother. All right, man. It's your world right now. Any shout outs you want to give? Anybody you want to say what's up to? Anything you want to do, bro? It's your world. Go for it. Just shout out to mom and dad and my sister, Kamaya and her mama, and uh, all the family that should be watching, but probably not because they didn't know about this interview. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just shout out to everybody, especially you for helping me out and uh, you know just letting me spread uh, my name out there and stuff like that. I appreciate it. Man, my absolute pleasure. Look, let me tell you what's going to happen. Once you get drafted, everybody going to know about this interview. I'm telling you that right now, right? Because they're going to want to know, man. Oh, snap, we got the lead in Russia. What the... They're going to be looking for videos, trying to find highlights. You know what I mean? It's going to pop right after that, bro. So no worries. They're going to find out. (laughs) Yo, give people your handles, man, so they can follow you and follow your story. Uh, Twitter, Chuck W underscore eight. And then on Instagram, Chuck W. No, Chuck eight W. I mean, Chuck eight underscore W. Yeah, there we go. Cool, man. What's the the handle on TikTok? What what can we find a dancer? Don't do that. I don't, don't, I don't. Uh, <laughs> old, old head. I'm an old head. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. Yo, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Look, y'all go out, man. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter, right? We're going to wait for that TikTok. I know it's coming at some point, right? <laughs> we can't Not wait yet. for <laughs> Yo, go follow him and go show him some love. Listen, thank you for watching. We appreciate you. We out. Thank you.